everybody, and welcome to the fifth episode of the Winter Circle Podcast. This is Joshua Garman, the host, um, and this is the place where people who love sports talk sports. So let's go ahead and get into it. First of all, I want to give a huge congrats to France for winning the World Cup on last Sunday, um, beating Croatia 4-2. Um, honestly, I wanted Croatia to pull it out, uh, but considering both teams were in probably the top four teams that I expected to go far being France, Croatia, Belgium, and uh, Sweden. And all of them went pretty far, so I'm not really a loser in this case. Um, so now moving on to a segment which I would like to call Old News. Um, essentially, it's anything I've missed since I've been gone. Um, basically haven't been covered in the podcast, but might not be as relevant anymore. Um, we have Grayson Allen and Trey Young getting in a scuffle during the summer league game between the Utah Jazz and the Atlanta Hawks. Now, if you watch the footage back, a lot of people are getting critical on Grayson Allen. We've, we've known that he's been an aggressive player and, you know, he doesn't take any crap from other players. Um, and during the game, they got tied up, um, and basically Grayson Allen was just trying to, you know, get out of it, mind his own business, but then you have Trey Young, who, um, probably it's just, you know, he was acting out of turn, and he, uh, basically forearms him into the head, so what does Grayson Allen do? Grayson Allen takes his body basically plunges his head right into his uh, upper chest um, and so now there are even more questions about him but if I'm Utah uh, I, I kind of like seeing this because I know that he's not going to fool around when he's on the court he's not going to take anybody lightly he's going to stand up for himself um now, whether it was warranted for him to escalate that and um, continue when he could have stopped, that might have been a bad choice by him, and he's going to have to learn how to deal with that when he's in the NBA. Um, so, that's really just my take on it, and I wanted to speak my piece on that. And now moving on in another story in old news. This is a very sad story, but I have to tell it because when I saw it, it affected me greatly. Um, but basically, Tyler Honeycutt, who was a former UCLA star, played power forward there, um, and then became a Sacramento King. He died after being shot by police. Now, this was about a week ago. Um... And I'm really sad that it happened. I'm not sure about all the details of the case. So I'm not going to vouch for him one way or another. I'm just going to talk about how talented he was as a player. I really think that in college he did a great job. And the fact that he um, got drafted to Sacramento was kind of you know, bad news for him. But at the same time, just getting drafted at all is own reward um and i think he could have been great if he would have stayed with it i i think he didn't even 
end up playing for that long. I think he retired um, shortly thereafter getting drafted. Um, but the fact that he um, died at such a young age is sort of a bummer. Um, and yeah, so uh, try try to get off that bad um, bad vibe. Uh, we're gonna move on to the rundown, and this is basically where I give you all of the latest news stories that have been happening across the different leagues. So, first off, in the NFL, we have LaShawn McCoy apparently got suspected by his ex-girlfriend to have set her up to get beaten at a home in Now, according to her, apparently, well, what happened was that they were robbed. Um, and McCoy has sort of been implicated in these, um, these things happening. Uh, I saw the picture. It was not pretty. She was pretty bloody in the face. And, you know, I, I'm wishing for a speedy recovery. I really hope that LaShawn McCoy had nothing to do with it. Because I really enjoyed his time as a Philadelphia Eagle. Um, now that he's playing with the Buffalo Bills, I'm not really as big of a fan. Uh, but that's just me personally. If he is, then he should get convicted and go to jail. Um, if not, then, you know, I'm hoping that justice is served and that whoever was involved gets caught. Um, and again, I'm just hoping that she has a speedy recovery. Uh, lighter news, Antonio Brown is announced as the cover star for Madden NFL 19. Um, me personally, I like his athleticism, uh, some of, and like his ability to play. I am not as big of a fan as his, of his antics, but I am really happy that he got on the cover. Um, that's awesome. Um, he's definitely proven that he's a solid player and he deserves something like that. Um, and then I'm going to take a drink of water real quick. And then the final story in NFL news is the Dallas Cowboys are apparently a potential landing spot for safety Earl Thomas. So if you don't know who Earl Thomas is, he plays for the Seattle Seahawks. Um, unless, of course, he moved teams. I don't know if he moved. I know Richard Sherman went to the 49ers. Uh, let me check that real quick. Sorry for this, I just gotta be accurate. Um, yeah, he still plays for the Seattle Seahawks. Um, but apparently, it seems as if there is some interest in trading him. And the Cowboys gave those spots. I, I think it would be a good fit. Um, have him play with Sean Lee on the defense. Um, Marcus Ware isn't still there, so that's no longer a thing. I need to um, check in on the Cowboys, because I actually do like them as a team. Um, like, offensively, with Dak Prescott and Jason Wooden, um, and, I mean, Zeke has sort of always been questionable to me, and especially finding out what he did, that... 
definitely tames it for me. Um, but I've liked the Cowboys, which is weird because I'm a Chargers fan, and Cowboys are the rivals, or one of the rivals for the Chargers. Excuse me. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love Earl Thomas. I think he is a great defensive player, and I think that him going to the Cowboys would be a good spot for him. Um, moving right along to NBA, we have Jimmy Butler, who um, declined his player option to extend his contract with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, I really like Jimmy Butler. I think he's a solid player. Um, apparently, there's been some tensions brewing between, between him and Carl Anthony Towns, so I think he's decided to be like a, basically a mature adult and say, okay, obviously things aren't working out here, and I would like to go somewhere else, um, which I think is professional. Um, where he should go, I'm not sure of yet, but... Maybe I'll talk about that later in a segment coming along, um, coming along soon in the show. Um, next, we have Kemba Walker um, of Charlotte Hornets apparently expressing sentiment that he doesn't want to leave the team, which I found to be surprising because the Charlotte Hornets are not that good, and Kemba Walker is a very talented point guard. Um, he has been ever since he was on the... University of Connecticut basketball team. Um, I really liked his career with the Huskies. I watched him a lot. Um, basically, when March Madness arrives, because a lot of people don't really watch regular season NCAA basketball. Um, and maybe I should fault myself for that. I kind of want to watch more. Um, but he apparently doesn't want to leave the team. Uh, I think this could be good if it's definitely a positive for the Charlotte Hornets uh, because he has Miles Bridges now on that team um, and they got someone else in the draft I forget who it was um, I know that they got JP McCurra from some during summer league uh, Tony Parker has just traded there so they got some potential and maybe he wants to keep that relationship with um, Michael Jordan, who's the owner. Um, so, yeah, I, I can kind of understand why he would want to stay in Charlotte, but at the same time, I would think that he would want to be in a bigger market. Um, next, we have Nick Collison, who retires after 15 years in the NBA. I think he is honestly one of the most underrated players that has ever been in the NBA. I think he doesn't get enough respect. Um, I didn't even know that he was in the league for 15 years, honestly. I, I know that he was a really good player when he was in OKC and prior to that with the Seattle Supersonics before their big move. Um, but, you know... I don't think he's going to be a Hall of Fame player. I do think, though, that he should be remembered by the fans um, in some way. Maybe he'll retire his jersey number, because he's done a lot for that organization while he's been there. Um, so I would really like to see that happen. It's sad that he's leaving, uh, but it's his decision. 
and I wasn't the best. So, uh, now moving on to the MLB, we have Manny Machado traded from the Orioles, and he is going to join the Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, I haven't really been paying attention to much baseball. I wanted to watch the All-Star game. I didn't end up watching it. Um, but here's what I'll say. I don't know much about Manny Machado. I have heard that he's a really good player in the MLB. He's one of the more talked about players in the MLB right now. Um, and the fact that he's going to join the Los Angeles Dodgers. Los Angeles Dodgers are a really um, primetime franchise for the Major League Baseball. Um, and they're one of my favorite teams. You have the Yankees, you have the Giants. I like the big, you know, when it comes to baseball, prestige is like everything for me. Um, so joining the Dodgers, and especially when they've been struggling in recent years, um, getting Manny Machado might be just a great move for them. Um, now going on into hockey um, in the NHL, we have Marc-Andre Fleury. Uh, the goalie for the Las Vegas Golden Knights signing a three-year, $21 million contract extension with the Golden Knights. Um, now, I love this because the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, them being a new team, and Fleury having respected his goaltending ability. I remember playing an NHL game. It was one of the EA Sports NHL games. It had Alexander Ovechkin on the cover. Um, if somebody remembers which year that was, please like leave it in my comments or something. Uh, because I would like to remember which game that was. I think it was 08. I might be wrong. Um, but yeah, Flurry is a fantastic goalie. Uh, with a new organization, I can definitely see why they'd want to keep him. Um, Especially seeing how far they went that they got into the playoffs last year for the Stanley Cup final facing off against the um, San Jose Sharks uh, I, I definitely think this was a good move by them um, The Chicago Blackhawks they sent Marion Hosa to the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, this was another uh, move that like for the Coyotes, it's a very great move. For Chicago, I think it has to do with Hosa getting older. Because um, he was also in the game that I played when I was a kid. Um, and, you know, obviously, back in the older times, they had Shane Doan, who was a great player, but they no longer have him. Um, and they're trying to clear up cap space. Now, I haven't really watched much Arizona Coyotes hockey because I'm not their biggest fan. Um, but actually, not at all. I haven't watched any Coyotes hockey. Uh, but, you know, I think Hosa going to the Coyotes, it's a good move for him. You know, he's still playing in the league. Um, so, you know can't take that away from him. Uh, I think he's going to miss playing with the Blackhawks. The Coyotes are definitely not as uh, big, time, big time of a franchise as the Blackhawks are. 
uh, even to some people who aren't even into hockey, they recognize the logo and that sort of thing. Um, but now we're going to move on to NCAA. And for the NCAA, the Louisville Cardinals uh, decided to remove Papa John's from the name of their stadium. Um, if you guys don't know what this story is about, um, Papa John's, aka John Schnatter, uh, Schnatter, Schnatter, um, anyway, he's the chairman, uh, during a, basically like a teleconference, uh, he was heard using the N-word during one of their conference calls. Um, so really this is an image move by the Louisville Cardinals. I don't fault them for it at all. I know if it was my organization, I'd probably do the same thing because I don't want to associate myself with that. Um, so yeah. And then some great news. Uh, Tim Tebow is to be inducted into U.S. Ring of Honor. Apparently there's a wall, um... I think it was in one of their stadiums, if I remember correctly from the article I read. Um, but yeah, Tim Tebow, you know, as much as people like to hate on him, he was a good player in college, you know. He kind of had his, he had moments in the NFL. And, you know, I was disappointed that he, like, he's no longer playing in the NFL. He's pursuing baseball now which I mean good for him if he he wants to play baseball play baseball Michael Jordan did it you know he played basketball and then he played baseball afterward um you know so why not you know expand it if you have more than one sport and they let you do it and like I don't see what the harm is and the fact that he gets into the UF ring of honor I think is just a very good um very good thing to happen for him. I, I think he deserves it, and I'm proud of him. I'm glad that he's going into that. Um, so next, uh, and this will be the last uh, talk for the rundown, we have Serena Serena Williams missing her eighth chance at an eighth Wimbledon title after losing to Angelique Kerber, who wins her third, women, third Women's Grand Slam. Now, this is definitely disappointing for Serena Williams, um, the fact that she wasn't able to secure that 8th Wimbledon title. Um, I personally am not familiar with Angelique Kerber. Um, apparently she's good because she's just won her third Women's Grand Slam uh, versus Serena, of all people. Um, but I want to congratulate her for a hard-fought victory. Um, and Serena can definitely get one more Wimbledon if she decides to stay for another year. Um, moving on to the next story in tennis, we have excuse me, uh, Novak Djokovic persevering through five sets to win against Rafael Nadal. Now I can't imagine how taxing that is on the body. I imagine that's why they make all those sounds whenever they're playing. Um, but the fact that they have to play five sets with when it's normally three obviously tells that this was a very close game, that this was something, that this was a com competitive game. Um, and, you know, Djokovic has always been good. He's not my favorite, but I definitely respect 
his ability. Um, and winning against Rafael Nadal, Rafael Nadal is fantastic. So congratulations to Novak Djokovic. Um, now we're going to move on to NFL power rankings. And this was inspired partly due to a um, article by NBC Sports that put their recommendations for power rankings. These are mine and I'm going to do mine a little bit differently. I'm going to do my top five NFC teams and my top five AFC teams for the 2018-2019 NFL season. Now, this is not necessarily who's going to get into the playoffs. This is not who's going to win the Super Bowl. This is simply the five teams from both divisions that I think are going to be the best next year um, with what they have, the pieces that they've acquired, and a little bit as to why I think that they're going to do what they're going to do. Um, so, so, in this, in starting with the top five in the NFC, no particular order, I have the Los Angeles Rams, the Minnesota Vikings, uh, we have the Carolina Panthers, the Atlanta Falcons, and the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, starting with the top five in the NFC, we have the Los Angeles Rams. Now, why do I think this is going to be a good year for the Los Angeles Rams? I think definitely when you have an elite running back like Todd Gurley, and when you have players such as Aaron Donald on defense and Keith Tlaib, um, also adding Dominican Sue. Uh, who used to be in the Dolphins before that with the Lions, but an elite pass rush of, I want to use a different word, uh, not elite, but a fantastic pass rusher. Um, you have him and Aaron Donald in the front. Um, I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. Jared Goff is coming into his own. Um, I'm not familiar with Sean McVay. I know he's the head coach. Um, I don't watch a ton of Rams football, but it seems like they're on the right path, that they've got a lot, a lot of young people, a lot of talented players, um, so I think they're going to be good next year, um, and I'm just looking at the competition and I am seeing them be a solid team next year. Um, moving on to the Minnesota Vikings, obviously they got rid of Case Keenum, and he's now with Denver Broncos. Uh, we have Kirk Cousins now with the Minnesota Vikings. I am not fully confident in Cousins' ability, but I think that there's a lot around him to help him out. Um, starting particularly with the running game, we got Dalvin Cook. Got, I think. Okay, somebody needs to clarify this for me because I don't know. Um, is Stefan Diggs a running back or is he a wide receiver? Um, anyway, uh, you also have Adam Thielen, um, and you have. 
as Kyle Rudolph, Notre Dame. Whoop, whoop. Um, and so I think their offense is going to be really solid next year. Um, and then you have their defense where you have Eric Kendrick, Everson Griffin, got Harrison Smith, also Notre Dame alum. Um, shout out. Uh, I, I've never gone to Notre Dame. I'm just a really huge fan of their football team. Um, and then you still have Chad Greenway. You know, so you got some great pieces on defense. Um, also Terrence Newman. Not sure if he's going to be reaching retirement age soon, but he's getting older. He's been in the league a while. Um, and Xavier Rhodes. You know, so I think top to bottom, they have a really good roster. Um, and I think that they're definitely going to show that they're able to compete. Um, maybe not as good of a record as they had last year, um, but I definitely see them going far again. Uh, moving on, we have the Carolina Panthers. Um, so you've got Cam Newton, who is a great quarterback, maybe not the best decision-making quarterback ever, uh, but very solid running the football. He can make passes when they're needed. Um, we have... Jonathan Stewart, who is still there. Um, they just drafted Christian McCaffrey, I think his name is. And also DJ Moore. Um, not familiar with their wide receiving core. Um, on the defensive end, you have Luke Keekley, who is a big star, you know, and also Thomas Davis on defense. Trying I need to research their defense a little more, but a very, I think they're going to have a very solid offense. Um, Greg Golson, I'm not sure if he's still going to be there, uh, but if he is, then that's just another added bonus. Um, but I think the Panthers have a big, big shot at doing something great this season. Also in the NFC South, we have the Atlanta Falcons. Um, Matt Ryan has never been my favorite quarterback in the world, uh, but they just have too many guys around them. You know, they got Julio. They just drafted Calvin Ridley um, out of Alabama. I think that he's a very talented wide receiver. Um, just a strong team. They're very consistent. You know, they tend to be in the playoffs each year. I need to watch Falcons football more. I've obviously shown that I need to watch football in general a little bit more um, as it's not the main sport I watch anymore. I watch a lot of basketball, so I know a little bit more about it. Um, but yeah, so moving on to that, uh, we have the Philadelphia Eagles. So that they're my fifth and final team in top five NFC power rankings. Um, who... They, they just got a lot of weapons. Uh, Carson Wentz, he's going to come back healthy. Um, they've proven that they have a solid backup in Nick Foles, especially after how he performed in the Super Bowl. They no longer have Jay Ajayi. Uh, wide receiver. I'm trying to think of who they have at wide receiver. Gosh, this is bumming me out. I can't think of it right now. I'm sorry, guys. Um, defense. They got Fletcher Cox, 
Malcolm Jenkins, uh, Solid Heat. Clement, I think he was a running back. Uh, he he's gonna be pretty good for them. They, they have Darren Sproles too. Um, they can always use him. Uh, so I, I think they just have a lot of talent on their team right now, and I look forward to seeing what they do with it. Um, I don't think they're gonna go to the Super Bowl again, but I do think they're still gonna get pretty far. I think they're the best team in the NFL. East right now, um, followed by the Cowboys. Um, wait, let, let me think that over again. So you have NFC East, you got the Cowboys, you got the Eagles, you have the Giants. Red Saints. Okay, yeah, Red Saints. Not good. Um, but, yeah, so I think that the Eagles are going to be the best team in the NFC East, and I think that's going to lead to them potentially getting a playoff run this year. Um, so, definitely be on the lookout for them to go far again this year. I, again, not saying they're going to go to the Super Bowl, but they're going to be good. Uh, moving on to the AFC uh, top five AFC in no particular order. We have the Houston Texans. I love what Deshaun Watson is doing with that organization. Um, JJ Watt. You got Jadavion Clowney in the um, on defense. Uh, you still have Cushing, as far as I know. Um, so you got you got some talented guys there. I think that they're definitely going to be a force to be reckoned with. Um, Kansas City Chiefs are the next one on my list, and you might be surprised for me to say that because the fact because of the fact that I'm a San Diego Chargers fan. Um, but I can't deny their ability. They got uh, they got Kareem Hunt, who is an excellent running back and is only in his second year of play. Um, you got Tyree Hill, who is a strong young receiver, who I think. You know, definitely has a good career ahead of him. Um, I think Patrick Mahomes, he, he's going to be starting this year. I'm not entirely sure of how that's going to work out. Um, I'd like to say that he would be good, but I can't fully make that claim yet. Um, I need to see some game tape. And then we have... On defense, you have Eric Berry still. Um, I'm trying to think of who else is on that team on defense. Oh, I completely forgot. Travis Kelsey is on offense still. Um, very talented tie end. Uh, and yeah, so you, they definitely got a good head start on some people. They got, I think, a very talented offense. Um, defense I'm going to have to look into a little bit more, but I think that if they have a, if they have a defense that can provide for them, then they are going to win games and they're going to be really good. Uh, moving on, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers. You have Shazier on defense, who is a killer at uh, linebacker. 
you have Roethlisberger, who's out of his element, really. Um, but I, I think that, you know, he... I think it's all that he's ready to retire. Um, I, I think he's bummed down. I think that, you know, not performing as well as he has been in previous years has sort of gotten him a little down. Um, and maybe this is the year to change that. Maybe this is the year that he wants to perform really well and then go out with a bang. And if that's the case, then I think that, you know, they could surprise some people. And the Pittsburgh Steelers don't play around. They might have a few bad games here and there, but they are going... They are one of those organizations that is very consistent. Mike Tomlin, as a head coach, is fantastic. Um, and then we got players like Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster on the wide receiver core. Um, pair that up with Le'Veon Bell if he signs. And that's a pretty solid offense. And, you know, so I, I think that, you know, definitely don't sleep on the Steelers. You you might not be too happy if you do. Um, then my last two teams, they're going to sound really familiar because they were in the playoffs last year. We have the New England Patriots. Um, this organization I'm not too fond of. Um, I think it's mainly because of Tom Brady. I actually do like other players in that organization. Uh, including Julian Edelman. Which I was sad to hear about the performance enhancement case with him. Um, never like to hear that when it comes to players. And, uh, but you have a lot of really good players there. You got Stefan Wisniewski on, on offensive line. You've got uh, let me see, Rob Gronkowski at tight end. You've got some people let me see. Amendola is no longer there. He's gone. Um, Goskowski's a really good kicker. I'm trying to think of their defense. Malcolm Butler on defense. Um, is Minkovich still there? I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, they have a lot going for them. You know, I think Patrick Chung is still there too. Um, but, you know, they're one of those teams that's a threat every year. Um, and I think that's definitely not going to be not gonna, it's still going to be the case this year. Um, so, you know, just people want to go like, oh, they're, they're done now because Brady's getting old and, you know, Belichick is frustrated and, you know, the team doesn't have the same chemistry. And, yes, I think those do play a factor. Um, but I think that they always come prepared and that is something that you cannot underestimate. Um, finally, um, which this is a happy one for me, it's the Jacksonville Jaguars. And this is happy for me because they are my home team. Um, I'm, I was born in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, and we performed really well last year. Um, well, last season. 
losing to the Patriots, unfortunately. Uh, but our secondary is ironically second to none. Uh, we got Jalen Ramsey, AJ Bouye, Kirk, uh, Eric Church. No, Eric Church is the country singer. Uh, Patrick Church. I want to say that I'm getting that name wrong. Um, and then we got Kelvin Smith on B. Got Yannick Gakaway on defensive line, who is a beast at defensive end. Um, Bortles is coming into his own, you know, on offense. You got Keelan Cole, uh, wide receiving, and then also, um, I know Alan Hearns is gone. We no longer have him. I think Alan Robinson left too. Alan Hearns, I know, went to the Cowboys. I think Alan Robinson went to the. Chicago Bears. Um, we got Fournette, who's fantastic um, at running back. We've got Mercedes Lewis. I don't know how long he has left in the league, but he's always been a fantastic tight end for Jacksonville. Um, even when we've had losing records, which is pretty much a lot of seasons before that. Um, I'm trying to think of if there's anybody else on the wide receiving core. That is good. I, I can't think of anybody. That doesn't mean that there isn't anybody there. Um, and then we got Josh Lambeau, who is like uh, fantastic. So I am definitely looking forward to seeing Jacksonville tear it up next season. Um, hopefully, they can have as good of a record as they did this year. Um, I would like to see them go farther, but I'm not going to get my hopes up. Um, if they do, then I'll be happy. Um, so now we're going to move on to M uh portion of the show where I talk about the NBA Summer League, uh, a little bit of an update, and some off-season transactions. So starting out with that, we have Josh Hart, uh, who's the point guard for the Los Angeles Lakers. And he was named the Summer League MVP. Um, so big congratulations to Josh Hart. Honestly, I haven't watched any of his uh, footage unless it's watching highlights from other players on the team. I've heard he's really good, and I need to watch footage from him. Um, but I just haven't done so yet. Um, next, the Portland Trailblazers defeat the Lakers to take home summer league title um so portland i don't think had a really good draft this year um drafting anthony simons i think that he's a player with a lot of bust potential um however i think they're a very talented team overall um and that they have a lot of talent well i just said that they're a talented team they have a lot of potential and a lot of stuff to prove. I think that they're one of the most underrated uh, teams in the West. I think that people don't give them enough credit. And I think that they're going to do well this season. Um, moving on to hot players that have been playing well during the Summer League. We have first, we have Steve McKayluk, uh, the graduate out of Kansas, playing for the Lakers. He's averaging 16.6 points a game and four rebounds per game. 
Now, this is very, very good considering he was only a role player at Kansas. Um, and he is obviously showing that he is a talented um, player and he has a lot to prove. Um, I think that he has done an excellent job in Summer League. I'm very happy for him because this was one of my favorite players to come out of the draft. Um, I think he could be very much a Mirodic, Nikola Mirodic type player in the NBA. Um, and if he's going to put up results like this in Summer League, I think that there is a lot of um, ability for him to transfer that into the actual league. Um, next, we have Omari Spellman um, out of Villanova, who went to the Atlanta Hawks, um, averaging 10.8 points per game, 2 assists, and 7.2 rebounds, and his, you know, points aren't crazy, uh, but when you consider that he's doing that on top of rebounding, um, as a big man that's necessary, you know, you gotta get those boards, and, you know, the fact that he's scoring at least 10.8 per points per game, there's room for growth there. But if you can get that at a consistent basis and then just scale it up a tiny bit each time, that he'll be a hot player for them. Um, DeAndre Aiden, the number one pick in the NBA draft, Phoenix Suns, uh, scoring 14.5 points per game and 10.5 rebounds per game. My only gripe with this is when I was looking at the stat sheet that he had no assists. You need to pass the ball, DeAndre. Um, now, I, I love that you're scoring 14 a game and averaging 10 and a half rebounds. You do you, you know, and I, I think that that's fantastic and it's definitely going to be helpful when it comes to the Suns organization that needs offense and in order to get that offense, you have to get the ball. So rebounding is definitely something that they've needed to improve. Um, so DeAndre is filling that role. So, um, Maybe with a little bit of development, the Phoenix Suns can grow into something very good in the next few years. Uh, finally, Kev this is a very surprising one, but Kevin Knox of the New York Knicks scoring 21.3 points per game, uh, which is impressive. And then you have 2.3 assists per game, eh, it's not too great. And then 6.5 rebounds per game. If you're if you're looking at Kevin Knox and he's a small forward and he's scoring 21 points a game and six and a half rebounds, that is pretty darn good. And if he can carry that over into the NBA regular season, then he is going to be a fantastic player. Um, Kevin Knox, I've slept on it. I'm sorry, dude. Um, but, you know, if you perform like this, I'm going to be a big fan of you and I am really happy for the Knicks because they got a good now, next, uh, in the news regarding Summer League, apparently Luka Doncic has not played a single minute in Summer League. Now, this is really upsetting for me, and maybe this is because, uh, well, actually, I don't understand why this would happen. Uh, they should be playing their rookies during the start uh, Summer League, but I think maybe they were like, oh, he's been playing basketball, um, in a professional European league, and he's only 19 years old, and that's what to do. And 
maybe they're like, we're going to start some of the players who might not be as experienced um, in some of them. And to that, I'd say, yes, he's experienced. There's a way different system in Europe than it is in the U.S. Um, so I think he needs to get some minutes. Unfortunately, summer league is over. Um, so I guess really what it comes down to is him putting reps in you know, then practicing game time situations. Um, Luca, I think, is a great fit for Dallas. Um, I'm happy that they got him in the Trey Young trade. Um, and, but I, I'm really concerned. Um, I think that they should have taken advantage of him playing in summer. Um, so, moving on to offseason transactions. We have uh, Carmelo apparently re-signing with the Oklahoma City Thunder, and apparently he uh, he's implicated in a trade with the Atlanta Hawks for Dennis Schroeder and Mike Muscala. Um, so I think what is it? And Atlanta in return gets Carmelo and a 2020 draft pick, um, and then Atlanta's gonna wave Carmelo Anthony, and apparently he's going to go, uh, to the Houston Rockets, according to Woj, aka Adrian Wojnarowski, um, I, I trust what Woj says, cause he's normally right, um, but that, that would be a terrible move by the Houston Rockets, and I really think Oklahoma City lost this trade. Um, I think uh, that Dennis Schroeder is not a star in the NBA. I'm sorry. It's no offense to Dennis Schroeder. Um, I, I would like him to perform well. It's just he hasn't. Um, and then Mike Muscala, I don't even know anything about him. So I think OKC really got... I think maybe their focus right now is getting young players to replace veterans. Um, and if that's the case, good job. But, you know, I, I think that they need, really need to look at that organization and go back to the drawing board. Because um, their, their formula for success is not working right now. Um, and let me see. Next on the list, we have Toronto, the Toronto Raptors making a sign-and-trade deal to leverage DeMar DeRozan and other players in order to acquire, acquire Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green from the Spurs. Now, Toronto, I think this is a great move by Toronto. Um, I think Kawhi is going to be a lot happier playing for an organization where he doesn't catch a lot of flack from his teammates, where he, um, where it's free to be his own individual self. Um, the major issue is, is he going to be healthy? Um, if he can stay healthy, I think he's going to be an amazing player. Um, I don't know how long he's actually going to stay in Toronto. Um, if Drake has any influence on that, you know, I think he's going to be his best. I don't know if that's going to be enough to keep him there. Um, but I honestly have a hard time reading Kawhi. I think a lot of people do. Uh, as many reports have said, he's not very vocal about things. Um, but you 
know, I, I could see him in Toronto maybe two, three years. Um, that's max for me. Um, but, you know, if he stays there long term, I would love it, you know. Like, I think that's great for Toronto. Um, but, yeah, I think he just really got tired of, like, of people of San Antonio basically crushing, crushing his injuries. Um, and I, I don't think it's because he disrespected Pop. I think he was like, I think they've had their issues, but they respect each other. Um, and, you know, getting Danny Green, that's just an extra um, little bonus for them. Danny Green, he is one of my favorite players. The fact that he um, came from North Carolina and was just like a really good perimeter shooter. Um, he's really proven his game while he was in San Antonio, um, and I think he's going to do great things for the organization in Toronto. Um, really happy to, happy to see what he does with the Raptors. Um, next, we have Isaiah Thomas signing with the Denver Nuggets. Um, not sure this is a great move by Isaiah. Um, however, you know, the LA didn't want him anymore than Denver. You know, I guess it's okay. I think personally it would be a nice place to live, you know, like somewhere in like Colorado where the climate's nice and, you know, you have the mountains and everything, then maybe he consider that when um, making his deal. Uh, you know, he could go hiking for exercise and that sort of thing. Uh, but, like, I guess it's an okay move because that team's growing. Jamal Murray now. Uh, Devin Harris is still there. Wilson Chandler left. You know that he signed with the 76ers. Um, you got Nikola Jokic still. But, you know, I, I, I just feel like they need a lot more in order to really perform at a high level in the NBA. They might do well. You know, but I don't think they're gonna be like cream of the crop. Uh, also, since I don't have any report, but today Kenneth Reed just signed with the um, Brooklyn Nets, which is very exciting for me because um, I think you know he hasn't been performing very well in Denver, and you know uh, Brooklyn needs close players. I think, you know, Farid is one of the best, and if he can come back and get back on his game, then he's going to be a killer in Brooklyn. And, you know, they're starting to form a very decent team there. Um, next, we have Kyle Anderson, who was not retained with the San Antonio Spurs. Instead, he signs with the Memphis Grizzlies. In addition to that, we have Omni Caspi, former Golden State Warrior, also signing now, I think Omri Caspi is an excellent replacement for Chandler Parsons. Um, whether he or Kyle Anderson starts, I'm not sure. Um, if, he had to, if he got me to pick, I would start Omri Caspi. I think he has a lot more talent. Um, you know, and if they want to get rid of Chandler Parsons, I say they trade him. You know, they get, they get some draft picks at the least for him. Maybe second rounders. 
Um, next, Brooklyn Nets add former Trailblazers point guard Sabaz Napier to the roster. Um, Sabaz, I appreciated what he did for UConn uh, back when he was in college. I don't think he was as good of a player as Kimball Walker is. Um, he, he definitely has something to prove. Um, I think that, you know, if he can get his game up, that maybe he could be a solid backup. I think they're still going to start being really wrestle. Um, so I have Zana Musa at forward three, that um, power forward. And then at center, I'm not sure what the deal is at center for them. Um, I mean, obviously they have to go with Oka for but that experiment hasn't been working out very well. Um, next, we have the Chicago Bulls signing Jabari Parker, formerly from the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, I think that this is a very, um, a very hit or miss deal. I don't really think. I, I think it's going to go one way or the other. I'm kind of in the middle on it. I, I don't know where I stand on it. If he does play for the Bucks, he's probably going to be a small forward um, for the majority. Um, otherwise, I see him coming off the bench from Lori Markinen, um, which isn't a good look unless, of course, Lori Markinen wants to move up to center. Which I don't think they're going to do because they got Wendell Carter Jr. in the draft. Um, but like, I don't hate Jabari Carter. I, I like him. When I heard about the pick, I was like, okay, you know, that's cool. You know, I wasn't like, diehard, like, ooh, yes, I want Jabari Parker to come to the Chicago Bulls. I was thinking, if anything, he was probably going to go to the Heat. Um, but welcome, Jabari, and I'm happy that you're now a Bull. Um, Bulls are one of my other favorite teams in the East, so I am very excited to see what he does. Next, we have Seth Curry making a deal with the Portland Trade Trailblazers. Um, I think this is an excellent move, um, especially with people getting on Evan Turner's back, uh, which I think is unwarranted. Um, you know, I, I, I like Seth Curry as a player, and I think adding him to the Portland Trailblazers is going to be a really good move for them. I think he's a player that could come off the bench for either Lillard or CJ McCollum, do good things for their team. Um, maybe if they wanted to move CJ to small forward, which he's a little bit skinny to play small forward. I think you need to have a little bit more muscle on you in order to play the small forward position. That's no offense to CJ McCollum. I really like him as a player. Respected his time at Lehigh when he was playing with March Madness. Um, but I, I that maybe that's what they're planning on doing. If so, I think it's definitely a good move because it makes their roster more versatile. If you, like, say you have Damian Lillard at point guard, Seth Curry at shooting guard, and then you have CJ McCollum, and then you've got to fill that power forward position somehow because um, they don't have really a, don't really have a standout there. And then you have Yusuf uh, Nurkic at center. Um, like once you fill that power forward position, then you have a solid starting five. Um, and then obviously.
obviously we still have Meyer, Myers Leonard that could come off the bench. Um, Evan Turner, I'm not sure if they're going to keep him or if they're going to get rid of him. Signs point to them probably getting rid of him. Um, I've always respected Evan Turner as a player. Uh, I've been a fan of him since he was at Ohio State. Um, so whatever they decide to do, I, I really hope it works out um, for both parties, for Portland and also for Evan Turner. Um, so moving on, uh, and this is exciting for me. Uh, Marcus Smart apparently reached a deal with the Celtics within for a few more years. Um, and this is good for me because I think Marcus Smart is one of the more underrated players in the NBA. Um, I thought, if anything, that they were probably going to, um, you know, respectfully decline um, keeping him on the roster. I, I thought that they could have definitely leveraged him for um, some other players that are maybe a little bit fresher, a little bit younger. Um, but I definitely respect Marcus Smart's ability, and I'm happy that he's still a Celtic. Um, the Celtics are my favorite NBA organization, and the fact that he's coming back is really exciting because you know, he, he did a lot for the organization, and the fact that he's still there is pretty cool. And then finally, we got Jared Dudley being traded by the Phoenix Suns to Brooklyn Nets. Um, I think this is a really good move. I think Jared Dudley, um, from what I've seen of him play, uh, he is a really um, talented player. He's underrated. Um, you know, I, I think going to an organization like the Brooklyn Nets can really help the Brooklyn Nets. Um, know because they really need all the help they can get at this point um if you think about it you have D'Angelo Russell now you have Jared Dudley who uh, considering his age I'm not sure if he's gonna be a starter or if he's gonna um be put on the bench and have him come come out and play later uh if it were up to me I'd start him uh cause he's a really experienced player he's a veteran has a lot under his belt and he's a solid player so I would start him um, but that's just me uh, but a good move by the Brooklyn Nets in my opinion um, and then finally I'm going to talk potential NBA trades and signings that would make sense um, first I have Vince Carter going to the Golden State Warriors uh, why I say this I think that if Vince Carter is reaching retirement age soon um Still hasn't won a championship, even though he's played on some... Wait, has he won a championship? He might have won a championship with the Dallas Mavericks. Um, anyway, uh, he doesn't have a lot of championships if he has one. Um, but, you know, playing for a bunch of different teams, um, I could definitely see him going somewhere else and then, you know, trying to make a finals run at least, um, and, you know, I think there's no better place for that right now than the Golden State Warriors, he'd be teaming up with former, um, Sacramento Kings teammate, uh, DeMarcus Cousins, who is there now, um, I think that Vince Carter, for his age, is still in impeccable shape, um, I, I love the idea of him going there, 
then maybe winning one more, and then he finally gets to hold a trophy for himself. Um, then we next we have the Kevin Love going to the Portland Trailblazers. Now this is going to depend on Kevin Love and whether he wants to stay with the Cleveland Cavaliers or if he wants to finally take his talents elsewhere. Um, it's going to be up to him. Uh, I personally don't see him staying there very long. Um, Kevin Love is sort of a player that has hot streaks and then can get cold. Um, but I'd love to see him with Portland because as I was mentioning before, it would sort of be the missing piece in their starting five. He's had Damian Lillard, Seth Curry, CJ McCollum, Kevin Love if he joins the team. Nurkic, and that's a really solid starting five. Um, and then you also have players coming off the bench. Uh, now, whether the Cleveland Cavaliers perform better without LeBron um, is still to be seen. I think, honestly, that you know they're going to struggle for a little bit, but they might get their morale back um, because it's clear that LeBron does not have that leadership quality he has um, the ability to make players around him better but he doesn't have an ability to take command um, take command of players that is um, I, I think in moments that are critical he um, tends to make outbursts and get really upset where he should be keeping his cool even if he's not really satisfied at the moment um, and I think Kevin Love, if he decides his time's up at Cleveland, I think Portland would be a very good choice where he could succeed and do pretty well. Um, next, we have Jamal Crawford to the San Antonio Spurs. And this is after the news that we got saying that Kawhi and that Danny Green are no longer going to be available. Um, Jamal Crawford, despite how long he's been in the league, he has always been a really consistent player, a really solid perimeter shooter. Um, the fact that he didn't want to stay, or the fact that he doesn't seem like he wants to stay in Minnesota, um, it's kind of upsetting because I really like that team. Um, but San Antonio is kind of needing to pick up any pieces they can. Um, I like the fact that they drafted Lonnie Walker before. Um, however, whether he's going to start or not is still to be questioned. I think he will um, at some point. But I would love to see them get a veteran like Jamal Crawford. Um, you know, he has that experience, has that grit um, to him that can perform night to night on a daily basis. Like, night to night on a consistent basis. I think it would bring sort of a little bit of a class back to San Antonio, um, especially considering Tony Parker left and Monty's getting up there in age. But you know, like they they like to build their roster around veterans. They don't really like to build their roster around young talent. You've got Patty Mills. You've got Davis Bertans. Um, Josh Cruz Laverne, which I haven't really his game um, well, Marcus Aldridge is still there, you know, so you got one young guy still in the tank, 
far, but I, I think if they're really going to get back to their formula, that they need to get better at um, Next, and we already talked about this earlier, um, but Kemba Walker said he was um, he was content with what's going on in Charlotte. I would really like to see him go to the New York Knicks or the Chicago Bulls. Um, I think Chicago, who have um, a very young developing team that's going there. Kemba's um, established, but he's not too old yet. And I think he would be a good fit for Chicago, um, considering you would have Chris Dunn still there, unless, of course, they traded him. Still have uh, Chandler Hutchinson, who just got drafted. You've got Lori Markman. You've got uh, Wendell Carter Jr. You've got not Jeremy Grant, but Jerrion Grant still there. Um, so you've got a lot of things to work around if you were Chicago. Um, and notice I'm sort of doing this backwards. And I'll get to New York. But I think that if he wants to go somewhere, that Chicago is definitely a safe bet for him. Um, now, talking about New York. Uh, New York, they have been trying to get a point guard for a while. Um, I've never really gotten one that like, stands out and is going to be a facilitator for their team. Um, and I think Ken Walker would fit the bill for them. Uh, to where they wouldn't have to work for a while. He's already had experience uh, playing at Madison Square Garden. Um, I think that's where they played back when they were in uh, Connecticut. Uh, and the fact that he's he's just like the premier point guard at this point. Um, he's within an organization that is not very... He's, let's be honest, they're not very good. Um, and fact that New York is sort of picking up and, you know, developing their talent a little bit more um, excites me, and I think adding Kemba to that mix would be amazing, especially if Chris Stapps, well, Porzingis stays, uh, then you have Kevin Knox, who, you know, I, I think he's not going to start immediately, but I think maybe if he proves himself by the end of the year, he'll get a starting roster spot released by next year. Um, and then you have Ennis Cantor, who I'm really, I, I really don't feel either way about. I don't hate him. I don't love him. Um, and then, let me see. So that, Emmanuel Moutier. Um, I think if this were the case, you'd probably trade Tim Hardaway Jr. Um, which, you know, sucks. Yeah, I think that's all I have to say about that one. Uh, next, we have Maurice Spates going to the Toronto Raptors. Um, I think this is a good move because they fill a uh, much needed uh, power forward spot. Um, so, if you had this, if you're looking at it how I am, you would have at point guard Kyle Lowry if he decides to stay. You would have um, Danny Green at shooting guard, 
wide line area at small forward, maybe space um, at power forward, and then I think Immunity uh, at center, maybe Lucas Nogueira at center. Um, but I think that Spates, um, he proved what he, he could do while he was in Philadelphia. Um, and, or was it Golden State? I don't remember. I'm kind of tired. Um, but, uh, Marie Spates is a solid player. He's not the best in the world, but he can definitely help a team get better. Um, and I think Toronto, uh, after missing the Eastern Conference Finals, uh, definitely would want to be there this year. Um, you know, like, they got to the playoffs this year, and that's a step forward. Um, and I think they have a lot of potential to get further if they if they're making good moves. And I think uh, Masai Ujiri, who's their general manager, is doing that. He's making great moves right now. Um, so, I, like, I could really see that happening soon. Um, you know, it's up to them, but it is what it is. Um, next, uh, we have Clint Capella. Uh, this is if he doesn't stay with Houston. I could see him going to one of three teams. I could see him going to the Los Angeles Clippers. After DeAndre Jordan signed with Dallas. Los Angeles is going to need a point guard, well, not a point guard, a center. Um, and I think Capella fits the bill. He's very much like DeAndre Jordan in that sense. He he is sort of a role player. He's not necessarily self-starter, but when you get him involved in a game, he will be good for you. Um, then you have also um, around him, you no longer have Austin Rivers. Um, they just drafted Shea Gildas Alexander um, out of Kentucky after trading with Miles Bridges. Um, Tobias Harris is still there. He's a decent player. Um, Patrick Beverly. So you got some people still around here there who are somewhat talented. Um, I, I was really hoping this season would be their kind of move, and I think that. Los Angeles Lakers obviously have LeBron um, there now. You have who else agreed to go there? Um, Robin Rondo on their roster now. Um, and I I'm thinking if you want to maybe leverage JaVale McGee to get a better player, that you would do that. Basically, take McGee, trade him again. Goes to the Rockets, and then you know maybe a few other pieces. You have uh, you still have Ingram and Kuzma. Definitely trade Brandon Ingram if you wanted to, because Houston is going to need a small forward um, after Ariza went to Phoenix. So I can definitely see this happening with the LA Lakers, um, and then next the Brooklyn Nets. If this were to work out, 
the Brooklyn Nets would start to look really good. Because then you'd have D'Angelo Russell, you'd have uh, Ron Musa, who just got drafted, you'd have Kenneth Freed, um, you'd have Clint Capella on your team, um, and then you'd need to get a shooting guard of some sort. Uh, but you'd be really in really good shape, and maybe you put Jared Dudley in that shooting guard position because he can shoot. Um, and my voice is getting tired, so I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, final uh, to fill that shooting guard need, I would get Aaron Aflalo to go to the Brooklyn Nets. Um, Aflalo is one of those players who you know the name simply because of what he's about, his shooting. Um, and I think that Orlando going to need to do a little bit of experimenting because whatever they're doing right now is not working. And I think Aflalo is one of those players that, like, wherever he goes, he's going to be a very solid player. Sort of like Jamal Crawford, maybe a little bit less popular than Jamal Crawford, um, but he's going to be a very influential player wherever wherever. And with that that being said, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up episode 5 of the Winter Circle podcast. I'm very appreciative of anybody who might have taken the time to listen to all of it, um, or any part of it for that matter. Um, I appreciate all of you guys' support. Uh, if you want to follow me on my personal social media, my account is at um, capital, all caps, flex, underscore, Luther. Um, Luther is spelled L-U-T-H-O-R, and those, that's also all caps, 96. And that is on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to follow the official account for the Winter Circle podcast, uh, we have just created a Tumblr. You can find that blog. Um, it's Winter's Search Pod. So W-I-N-N-E-R-S-C-I-R-C pod.tumblr.com um, Our Twitter and Instagram as well as our Facebook is at pod W-I-N-N-E-R-S C-I-R-C P-O-D um, And if you just type that in you'll find it. Um, but anyway, I want to Thank you guys for um, anybody who's listening, and let me get, let me know if you guys would like me to start a Patreon at some point, um, so you guys can support the show if we get enough of a following. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. This is the podcast where people who love sports talk sports. I have been Joshua Garman. This is the Winter Circle Podcast. Have a good night.